Hi, everybody. Welcome to That's Life, where the extent of my Shavuos prep so far is the fact that I bought some extra cream cheese. Hopefully, that is not indicative of what the entire weekend will look like. Good morning, folks. Thanks for listening. I'm Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer, general manager here at the Nachum Siegel Network. You can find me here after Allison and right before Nachum's live lunch. By the way, heads up, I will be beginning. I will be hosting the live lunch today starting at 11 o'clock. So um, feel free to email us here. You can email me, Miriam at NachumSiegel.com, with any requests, any suggestions you would like for the live lunch. We are coming to you from the home of the Nachum Siegel Network on the relatively beautiful Lower East Side here this morning. It's a little overcast. What's up, Avram? How are you? I am well. By the way, I saw a woman on the uh, LIRR platform this morning wearing tights because it's a little bit cold out here. And I looked at her, total stranger. I'm like, don't do that. Don't give in. It's spring. I don't care what the uh, I don't care what the thermostat reads. Do not give in. If you are a new listener to the show, thanks for taking a break from your day to tune in. If you are a new listener, thanks as always for making us part of your day. You can follow us on Twitter, Nachum Siegel Net, all one word, Miriam L. Wallach, also all one word. My thanks to everyone at Amuna, to Karen Spitalnik, to Fran Hermes, to Carol Suffian, and everyone who works at the office and works for the wonderful organization. They hosted me this week. They had invited me to address a robust crowd at their annual luncheon. took place just a few days here, a few days ago here in New York City. I truly appreciate being asked to uh, address what a wonderful crowd, that wonderful crowd. I am humbled by the incredible women who were honored that day. And again, I thank them for the invitation. National holidays today. Uh, Avram, I know you didn't realize this and we're clearly not celebrating appropriately, but um, today is the end of the world party day. Oh, all I brought was a peanut butter sandwich. Right, and we only have water here in the studio, so I'm not exactly sure how we're supposed to party if the world is supposed to end tomorrow. It's also one day without shoes day. I'm not sure what that's about, but I have three pairs of shoes here in the studio, so I'm covered. And it's Red Nose Day, which if you've seen a lot of the stuff going on on social media and on the news, etc., if you see either sportscasters, news anchors, or general people walking around with a red puffy nose, there is a method to the madness here in New York City or in America today. So take a break, and uh, you can Google that and find out what that is all about. I also want to mention uh, it's Memorial Day weekend here in the United States, and while it is Shavuos and Shabbos, I do want to take a minute to thank those who served and who have served in the U.S. Armed Forces. That includes my dad, my father-in-law, my grandfather-in-law, and actually my grandfather, Zahorna Lavrajo, who served in the U.S. Navy during World War II and was actually at Iwo Jima when the flag was hoisted. So my thanks to those who serve, to those who have served, to the families that support our servicemen and women, and to the coming generation of heroes who will put their lives on the line to protect me and you. I do I do thank you. And uh, in New York City, it is Fleet Week. So if you see um, good-looking gentlemen and uh, adorable servicewomen walking around in white dress uniforms, that's what that is about. Avram, are you going to be able to check anything out while you're still here? Or are you going to be down there anyway? Just, you know, before is you get on the bus. Oh, is it, be. you know, the water? No, the know, big saying, ships? That's, that's where you go. Where the, sh- the ships stop right around there. Like, I don't know if people will be walking Near around. Near the Intrepid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're all going to be around there. All right. It's well, fine. If I see somebody. I'll, You're going to uh, thank them. Thank yes. them for their service. And I will not be taking any selfies with anybody or anything like that. Yes, I you will. One selfie. You. I dare you. <laughs> anyway, we have two callers on the line. We have two guests today on That's Life. One who is a longtime friend, Ellie Rosenfeld, joins us uh, this morning on That's Life. And one person who I have not spoken to since, well, I'm 15. And uh, that's not what brought Mrs. Uh, Esther Hertzfeld here. It is a long time. Don't say that, Avrami. 
Oh, my God. Is there any other engineer who can not make fun of me and my age and just come on the air with me? No? Okay. Anyway, Mrs. Esther Hertzfeld, who has gained a tremendous amount of media attention lately um, for wonderful, wonderful things and for the support that the community has given her and is continuing to give her and her family, join us today on That's Life. So uh, good morning to both of you. Good morning to you. It's nice to hear your voice again. Well, Mrs. Hertzfeld, most people don't say that. i got to be honest. They're not, you know, they haven't heard from me in 15 years or more than that in this case. And they don't want to hear from me anymore. But I appreciate that. And I thank you for joining me. And, Ellie, I want to thank you and Aviva, your wife, for not only spearheading the online crowdfunding campaign to help um, the Hertzfelds make their home more adaptive for their families, but also for facilitating this interview this morning. No, our pleasure. Um, the the cause sort of just uh, appeared in front of us, and it, it was something that just made so much sense. Um, my wife had Mrs. Hertzfeld as a as a teacher, as you did, and she currently teaches uh, in our hometown, and it, it was something that just made perfect sense. Right. So when you say that the that the cause basically hits you in the face, so to speak, that's because it is Mobility Awareness Month, and many people do not know this, and I did not know it until. The um, until I was made aware of it, but the NMEDA, if I got that correct, and I think I did, is is hosting uh, May as National Mobility Awareness Month. And as a result, they are giving away four wheelchair-accessible vehicles, one to a caregiver, one to a senior who is 60 or over, one that is battery-powered for in-town driving only, and one in the general category. And based on the number of votes that a local hometown hero gets, that family or that individual will be awarded one of those vehicles. And Mrs. Hertzfeld's family is in need of one of those vehicles. So, Mrs. Hertzfeld, if you would do us a favor for a second and talk about your four children and um, some of the difficulties that they face and their diagnosis that goes along and what it means to have muscular dystrophy. Well, right now, the uh, having muscular dystrophy for my children, um, it, you know, it's very bittersweet. It's the mildest form of muscular dystrophy, but if that's mild, you know, you don't want to go to the other end of the spectrum. They have something called Charcot-Marie-Tooth, which is named for the three doctors who isolated the disease. And when my daughter was six years old, she said, I don't like the sound of that. It sounds like shark biting me with its tooth. Wow. And really it kind of is. They each started, you know, realizing that there was something wrong by falling frequently, um, losing strength in their arms. And um, my, my first child who was diagnosed uh, is now going to be 22 next week. Uh, she was diagnosed around 11 years ago, and the doctor said, don't worry, there'll be a cure for this in five years. Wow. After five years, she said to me, where is my cure? Um, but when I first realized that my daughter had this, I read up on it on the Internet, and it said that boys who get this, deteriorate much more rapidly, uh, their disease becomes more intensified, and their muscles degenerate to a far worse degree. So I thought, well, if one of my children had to get this, then at least, thank God, it's not my son, Mm. because that would be terrible. And before I knew it, my son had it. Mm. And the deterioration rate in my son uh, was, yes, he was a daredevil bike rider, rode horses, swam and dove swam like a fish. All my children used to swim like fish. And uh, in June of eighth grade, he was walking a little bit crookedly with difficulty. Um, Some of his buddies at Mariah used to carry him up the stairs. Uh, That was the end of June. By September, he was confined to a wheelchair and could not walk at all. So 
So yes, the degeneration was extremely rapid. For the girls, uh, and, and he really, he's very dependent for many of the daily functions that we take for granted. Uh, he's very dependent on other people. He needs an aid. And even with an aid, you know, this life is very tough for him. Um, the girls have weakness in what's called the hip girdle area, so that rising from a chair, sitting down in a chair, they really have very little muscle control and very little muscle power to get themselves out of a chair. Um, we've raised the chairs in the dining room to make them higher. We've raised the chairs in the couches to make them higher because as it's higher, it's a little bit easier for them right. to lift themselves. We have chairs that have the, you know, the remote control that kind of ejects you from the seat, but they can't use that anymore because they don't have enough muscle control in their legs to balance them and to keep them steady when the chair lifts them up. Just so I understand, I don't mean to interrupt, but just so that our listeners understand, your son is 22, but the ages of your daughter? No, no, my son is my son is 17. My son is going to be 18 tomorrow oh, on the daughter. 22nd. Sorry, sorry. Got 22. it, got it. My apologies. Okay, so your daughter is how old? My daughter, uh, well, my daughter is 23. My okay. other daughter is 21, going on 22 on Shavuos. My son will be 18 tomorrow, and my other daughter will be 15 in June. Spring babies. <laughs> yeah, oh, yes. Yes. Well, teachers, you know. Exactly. <laughs> I got it. We want it. the summer off to take care of our babies. I completely understand. Yeah, I didn't I didn't do so well with that planning stage, but that's neither here nor there. The, um, so everyone is, um, to some degree, sharing similar difficulties, some um, more challenging than others. But on a daily basis, what does your home look like? What is your daily schedule? Well, we live in a you know regular colonial house uh, with a staircase uh, about Three or four years ago, we put a stair lift in the house. But if you've ever seen a commercial for Acorn Stair Lift, which says that uh, it will continue to run even during a power outage, that's not true. Oh. Um, during Hurricane Sandy, when we lost power, we had to lift the kids who got stuck in midstream oh uh, and get them out of the house. So we've now put in a whole house generator so that that will never happen again. Um, we've put in a ramp at the back so that the my son, can go in and out um, of the house with his scooter. Once upon a time when, when C was diagnosed, we were told that if he needs the scooter in the house and he can't walk 50 steps, that our insurance company would pay for his motorized wheelchair. And my husband and I said, oh, no, that will never happen. We will never allow, allow him to bring the wheelchair in the house. It's going to ruin the floors, and, and it's just not safe. Right. And, you know, we realized then how brash we were because when this thing hits, you do whatever you have to do. Right. You do whatever you have to do. And so we have a bathroom that if the devil had designed the bathroom to be bad for children with um, muscular dystrophy, it couldn't be worse. <laughs> we have a shower door, um, a narrow bathroom, a very high step into the bathtub, which requires shower chairs and, you know, coming up with very Rube Goldberg how, you know, solutions as to how are we going to have the kids able to shower, able to use the bathroom, able to get up and down once they're in the bathroom so that they're safe mm. um, right. and that they can be independent and retain their dignity. Right. And uh, we've brought in our OT, Elisa Colton, and our, our PT, Azriel Novogroder, who have looked at the house, um, who've made helpful suggestions. But you know, at the end of the day, it's just not a good situation. And, and there's, no, there's really nothing that's a good situation. The kitchen 
um, counters are too high for them to be able to utilize. Um, the refrigerator doors are heavy. Uh, th- again, things that you take for granted. Every day, right. Every day, toothpaste pushing, you know, um, faucet opening. Everything is a challenge because in addition to the hip girdle, their leg muscles are extremely weak and their arm muscles are extremely weak. And the, um, the it's, you know, you, you mentioned things that, again, are so commonplace in, in, in our everyday lives and something that we would never even, you know, our brain doesn't necessarily have to go that that, that way in, in, in our situations, but yet the common challenges that you face are, some, are, are beyond belief. And I, I'm sure that somebody has probably um, rudely suggested, oh, you should move to a ranch or giving you some kind of a suggestion you pro- they probably think you haven't thought of before. But I imagine with four children in the same situation or to varying degrees, there probably isn't anything you haven't thought of yet. We've thought, well, you know, to, to begin with, we're already up to our eyeballs in debt, just, right. trying to, just trying to stay afloat, you know, and try to deal with little situations as they come up, and physical therapies and car services to get to Stern College every day and things like that. Um, but, you know, in Teaneck, it's very difficult to find a ranch. Mm. And we, we moved eight years ago to be closer to the shul. We were seven blocks away from Congregation Beth Aaron, which we love. That's been our home for 29 years. Rabbi Rothwax, most wonderful rabbi. Um, and so we lived about seven or eight blocks away from shul. It was taking the kids more than half an hour to walk. Ugh. And we, we couldn't do it anymore. Right. And so we... We bought a house that's a block and a half away from Shul. And at that time, eight years ago, we thought that that would help the situation. And it did for a while. But even a block and a half now becomes, you know, when you have a double stroller and if you have triplets, you have a triple stroller. Sometimes I feel that I would need a triple stroller wheelchair. <laughs> you know, it's, it's very daunting for them to walk to Shul even the block and a half. But, you know, we're, we feel very, very connected to Beth Aaron and to all the people there. It's such a uh, testament, by the way, to your faith that your first reaction in buying a new home was just to make sure to facilitate your family being able to go to shul with as much ease as possible. Other people would have said, all right, you know what, let's move closer to, you know, the business district so that our kids can hang with their friends and, and you know, go to the movies or you tell that uh, that unbelievable anecdote on your page um, about your son in his scooter going to meet his his friends and and what that did to you know to you as a mom when when you weren't able to to help him get to where he needed to go simply because of you know physics and the ability right, right? I mean just you know hum, you know the human inability to lift something that is just so much more than you right. uh, um, but uh, but again uh, kudos to you just for staying grounded what seems to be in an innumerable faith. Well, thank you. I mean, shul is a nexus of our lives. Um, that's where uh, my husband and I, when we got married and moved to Teaneck, that's how we established our friendships. Those are the people with whom we became friends, you know, or the guys who sat next to my husband or, you know, the women who sat next to me. And those are the children, you know, who became friends with our children. And I really I consider it central to our lives. Um, later, you know, my husband was very involved on the board and was um, you know, unfortunately the president for a year. But um, later in life, we realized how that friendship and how those, those relationships would really come to help us um, 
There are very few people who were in the inner circle who really knew or know, well, now everybody knows, right. but who knew at the time what was going on in our lives. So that, that sorry to interrupt, I, I, I just, that actually gives me an opportunity just to bring Ellie into the conversation. And Ellie, I, I apologize for, you know, speaking to Mrs. Hertzfeld for, for so long and, and keeping no. you, keeping you on the side. But of course, Mrs. Hertzfeld is so articulate and passionate and, and the mom and the, the center of the story. But if you could speak to the community's involvement for a second as one of the people, um, behind the team, the crowd rise and the, the crowdfunding um, campaign to raise um, a quarter of a million dollars, $250,000 to help the Hertzfelds change their home and make it more accessible for their family and for their lives. Um, let's talk for a second about the community's response. Well, the community's response, once this initially became a bit more public over the last number of weeks, as you mentioned earlier, with Mobility Month, and initially there was a contest to win a handicapped accessible van, that really took a lot of people that may have known the Hertzfelds, known there may have been an issue, but not to the extent of the assistance that they really can use. And knowing that uh, Mrs. Hertzfeld teaches locally, so so many kids know her and so many parents and then people in shul, they might see things but not fully understand that they need the extra help. And once word started getting out from there, it really locally here in Teaneck and then really around the country, people that have been touched by this story or have been touched by Mrs. Hertzfeld as a teacher um, in recent history, or um, we can make fun of your age a bit because I'm your age as well, or maybe a little You're bit more. You're older, in, not, so, not in recent history, yeah. having her as a teacher. Uh, at the same time, the, the outpouring of what can we do is there, and a few right. people did take the initiative to be sure that we could set up this crowdsourcing, um, but do it in a way that can be tax deductible for people because that right. was a concern is that there are people that legitimately want to be able to donate but want to be able to do it and, or need to do it or needed a legitimate uh, tax deductible uh, system to be created. So working with a few people, we were able to get that together, working very, very closely with Rory Rothwax, who mm-hmm. is, is just um, wonderful beyond words, just yeah. wonderful. I happened to know him many, many years, and just his leadership in this has been uh, outstanding. Uh, working with with my wife, with um, some friends, to be able to get this to to really take off, and it's it's a bit uh, it's it's really something that shows what the community can do when when faced with a challenge, and it's been really inspiring to see. One of the things that I've enjoyed the most as an alum of Mrs. Hertzfeld's class, and um, if this is a fraction of the Hakara Satov that I can show Mrs. Hertzfeld both personally. And professionally, it's it, it's not nearly enough. And I can either credit or somebody can say, why would you do that? But I can credit Mrs. Hertzfeld as actually publishing, being the first to publish anything I ever wrote. Um, so, Mrs. Hertzfeld, you should just know that I personally thank you for giving me the confidence when I was 15, which, as Ellie keeps pointing out, was a little while ago, um, for, you know, to, to have something that I wrote get out there. And and as you know, it takes a tremendous amount of courage to share yourself in the written word. And in this way, and in this this time, doing it via social media and doing it on the internet, which is like the Wild West, really takes a tremendous amount of strength. So my personal thanks to you um, as, a, as a former student. But what I was, what I wanted... Thank you, Miriam. I'm shipping. I'm shipping <laughs> from you. Yeah, not my mom so much, but you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, but- <laughs> and, and, you know, a lot of uh, former Central girls and um, and some former Mayanote girls have reached out to me. They've contacted me on the Mayanote um, 
website, you know, my email address, and that's been uh, extremely gratifying. Even just giving words of chizuk have been just beautiful. You know, teaching is not um, a career that you go into necessarily if you for need money. instant yeah. gratification, <laughs> right, or money. Right. But to hear from people who say, I can still remember that poem or I still no, not to use so as an adverb. Um, these things are really, you know. So very nice. Those yeah, are so three, very nice. So Don't very nice. Them. Exactly. Because I remember that Mrs. Hertzville taught us that if a, she, anybody wants to set you up with a guy <laughs> who they tell you is so very nice, you should abort, abort, abort. <laughs> Those are not three words you want used as adjectives. And by the way, I do not use the words so very and nice. But oh, and I remember distinctly, and if uh, Mimi Fragan, Mimi Singer, is listening right now, she knows exactly what I'm talking about. Mrs. Hertzfeld has an incredible ability to use both hands at the same time, writing on two sides of the board. Oh, my God, I'm doing this right now. There you go. I'm doodling, and I'm writing backwards. There you go. And she can write and come together in one sentence on the board. It is possibly... The coolest thing I've ever seen as a student, and I was a student for a long time. But I was, but what was something that you just mentioned is, is again part and parcel of what Ellie's talking about about the community coming together. Is that I love how many central, I mean, for me, how many central alum have come out of the woodwork, and everyone's reposting it, and everyone is sharing it. Beautiful. It it is, it is, but it's a testament to how people felt about you then, how people feel about you now. I never got honored at a dinner, but this is far better. <laughs> yeah, listen, you don't have to ask your friends for ads. It's really this is this might be the way to go. Ellie, did anybody ever look at you, you know, with with I'm sure good intent and say, you know, there are a lot of families in need. Why are we supporting the Hertzfelds? I mean, obviously I understand, but did you get that response from anybody, or has it been overwhelming support? It has been overwhelming support, um, but the truth is that's true about anything that we all we all find some time for. Um, fortunately or unfortunately, there's always time to do this chesed project, this shul event, this yeshiva event. Um, this was something that wasn't even being being handled by anyone at this point. So while most charity and stucker projects could use extra hands, extra support, both financially as well as just the effort that someone could come in and volunteer, many things, although always needing extra help, already are, are in the running. They're, they're up and going. Tom Shabbos in every community is up and going. Yes, they need money. Uh, a mikvah, a shul, a yeshiva needs extra hands. But this was something that just the, the project itself didn't exist, but the need was there. Hmm. So it wasn't a question of should I take my time into Project A or Project B or Project C. It was this was a project that didn't exist and desperately needed to be created. Right. Right, 100%. Mrs. Hertzfeld, if the crowdfunding um, campaign is, is successful and if at least the $250,000 is raised, is that going to be able to provide everything that you and your family need or is that going to help you get by? I understand from a very peripheral point of view what this kind of transformation within a home would cost. So is this a conservative number or this will actually really do a job? I think it is a conservative number. I'm glad you asked me that question because I did make a note about something that you asked earlier and I didn't get a chance to um, to answer, which is about the ranch house. Teaneck, have, and as, as I told you, we moved from our old house to to a house on um, on Schley Place so that Rabbi Rothwax is our neighbor. Um, but it's very difficult to find a ranch house in Teaneck, um, and it's very difficult to rezone your home for, you know, if you, because my husband and I had talked about knocking down our house and perhaps, you know, making it a ranch. But 
uh, the zoning laws are very tough here in Teaneck. And I've actually put in an email to Ellie Katz, who is on the city council sure. and has been very helpful to us in the past, um, taking care of things for us. I've asked him what he thought about the chances of the town council of giving us a variance to see if we could go beyond the footprint of the property. Uh, right now, we, what we do is put Band-Aids on situations as they come up. Mm. And the OT and the, and the PT really are looking way down the line uh, that this is not acceptable. We live in a four-bedroom uh, four, um, house. I have four kids. Each kid has his and her own room. My husband and I sleep in the basement. Oh. When we first bought the house, I thought, okay, we'll collect some money, and then we'll push out the kitchen, and my husband and I will sleep on the first floor. My husband has his own health issues, and, uh, and you know, and that would be fine. Well, once we put in the ramp, there's no way that we're ever getting out of the basement in the house the way that it is now. My son, various people call us during the middle of the night. They need help moving a blanket. They need, uh, you know, it's too hot. Can I turn on the air conditioning? And... I have to walk from the basement at 2 o'clock in the morning, go up to the second floor, take care of whatever it is, go back downstairs. Um, And my husband keeps saying, you know, we're not getting any younger, (laughs) and they're not getting any better. So, you know, as we say, (laughs) you understand Yiddish. Um, so, So right now, that is a conservative estimate. If we were looking at something larger, we, we would be able to come up with different solutions. And, and these are solutions that I, I'm not even aware of what could be out there. This is something that the PT, the OT, um, Elisa and Azriel, again, they have investigated uh, for us. They, they're they extremely committed. Each one is a tzaddik in his and her own right. Oh, Elisa Colton was also a student of mine, <laughs> former Elisa Mandel of Manhattan. Oh, wow, there you go. That's and, um, and so... They are investigating for us to help us really create the house or fix the house so that it's an end game and it's not a stopgap measure as we've been doing up until now. Interesting. Interesting. People should know, by the way, I mean, my dad used to say, and dad, he says all the time, vote early, vote often. We used, we make that joke on election day, but the beauty of the Mobility Awareness Month campaign is that you really can vote every day. If you go to mobilityawarenessmonth.com, there is a green button on the right-hand side. It says Vote Now. You can pop that in. You can hit that button. You can go to the heroes and um, select the Hertzfelds from Teaneck. You can hear their story, read their story, read Mrs. Hertzfeld's anecdote, and I encourage everyone to seriously. You can also vote. Uh, you There's a way to get credit for a second vote. Right. If you answer, answer the, the, the daily the, question correctly. Yes. With yeah. my friend Chava Siegel, yeah. whom you may know briefly, <laughs> sure. just tangentially, she posts the answer at 12.01 yeah. on the, She's on amazing. the website. She's amazing. And, and to be honest, I, I've been cheating in checking her website because I don't, <laughs> I don't know the answer every single day, but I look but I, I always look for her answer, and she posted on Facebook as well. And so you, everyone has the opportunity to vote twice. And even if you cannot give to the crowdfunding um, campaign that Ellie has spoken about, there is still this easy ability, since we are all at our computers anyway, to help the Hersfelds in a very, very direct way. Help them win this campaign and get a mobility-accessible um, vehicle 
um, in honor of Mobility Awareness Month. We are, uh, unfortunately, Avrami is giving me that dirty look, and unfortunately we are out of time. But uh, Mrs. Hertzfeld, if, with, with like 30 seconds, is there one final thing that you'd say to our audience? I want to say thank you for your support, for your love. It's been like a huge hug from the entire Jewish community, from Haredi to Reform, and it's been mind-boggling. We appreciate it. We appreciate your vote and all your support and love. Thank you, Miriam, especially. Absolutely. It is It is absolutely my pleasure. It is honestly the least I can do. And, Ellie, I want to thank you um, on behalf of those of us who have been able to participate in both um, campaigns. Um, I just want to thank you and Aviva and for the uh, for the rest of the team for being behind this and um, and for bringing it to our attention. I don't live in Teaneck and I would never have known had you not brought this up. And, and I, I can't thank you enough because it means a tremendous amount to be able to be a part of this. No, it's, it's our pleasure. Uh, when Vivi saw this and then really got in contact with the people at Maya Note and with the administration there who really have also, we didn't mention it much, have really been behind this in, in a lot of ways. I know that um, some people in the community took some of the charge, but they really have been behind it and, and working. And the, uh, what they really want to get out of this is that uh, they want to make sure that, that their teacher, as, as she is yours, really has the ability to, uh, you know, to take things uh, in a new light you know, coming forward in, in the next few days and weeks as we get this program going. So uh, we appreciate that uh, they're behind this and that the community is backing it. Every dollar and every penny counts. You can go to crowdrise.com slash Hertzfeld Extreme Home Makeover slash fundraiser slash Aviva Rosenfeld to donate. I will be posting that link. We will be posting that link in connection with today's interview, and I will be posting it as well on my Facebook page. I did it already, but I'm going to do it again. Our goal is to help them get a home and a vehicle that will allow them to adapt to the changes that have befallen their family. It is all of our responsibilities. Claudia Yisrael, it is all of our responsibilities to do whatever we can. Mrs. Hertzfeld, kolakavod to you. Continued chizuk. I wish Thank you a you. good Shabbos and a good Yantif. Ellie. Thank you to you, too. My pleasure. And Ellie, as always, thanks again for your continued support and friendship and, um, you know, anytime. Terrific. Thank you so much. Have a good job. Thanks for everything. My pleasure. You've been listening to That's Life here on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm Miriam Elwalk. Thank you for making us part of your day. We're going to bring it up in the background. It's the D minor niggin. Um, yeah, there it is. There it is. That is a great beat. You've been listening to That's Life. Let's go through the lineup for the rest of the day. We are going a little bit overboard, but that's okay because I'm hosting the live lunch anyway today, so I just made an executive decision. I've gone overboard. Uh, we have a full programming. So today we start with the live lunch, which will start as soon as the song is over. Today at 1 p.m. it's the Stun Show with Leo Razamek and a pre-Shavuot show. Throwback Thursdays at 2 p.m. Nachum tomorrow morning from 6 to 9. Jam in the AM live here on the stream. NachumSiegel.com. Jam in AM.org. 91.1, 90.1, 91.9 FM. We will present an encore of Table for Two tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Saturday night programming, Sunday programming, and Monday programming have all been preempted by God. Right. Because it's Shavuos. Two days of Shavuos here in New York. We look forward to seeing you and hearing you back on May 26th. So it's Aton Katz with the D minor niggin. And this shout is a shout out to all of the commuters who uh, try and keep pace with me while I listen to this as I walk through Penn Station at 8.30 in the morning. It's a really good beat. And a shout out to Jamie Rohr who joins us here at the Nachum Siegel Network taking charge of the assistant programming position. We welcome her aboard. And Eitan Katz will please God be playing at her upcoming wedding. Chag Sameach and a good Shabbos to everyone. That's life, guys. Bye.
Life with Miriam L. Wallach. Coming up next, live lunch with me, Nahum Siegel, right here at the Nahum Siegel Network.